This is the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts Program. It's the Thursday, August 24th, 2023 edition. I'm your host, the guider of your thought process for the next 30 minutes, Steve Z. This is the program where we tell it like it is. We expose the lies of the left, the double standard, the hype and hypocrisy of the Democratic political party, the deep state, as they say. Did you spend any time at all last night watching everyone pushing and shoving and calling each other names and acting like a bunch of schoolyard children vying to be first in line at the water fountain so they can get the cold water? It was the battle for the obvious second place last night as all of the Republican primary contenders, except for Donald Trump, attended a debate, if you want to call it that. It was more like a <laughs> session. None of the candidates, except for Chris Christie and a little bit of Mike Pence, had the balls to say anything negative about the president, Donald Trump, that is. And not one of them had the balls to mention the Biden crime family, other than slowly in passing. It was a bunch of name-calling, a bunch of finger-pointing. On the Truth Hurts program earlier in the week, I told you that Vivek Ramaswamy, by name only, by name only, will be shunned by many in the Republican Party. Those who will shun him will most likely do so because he has brown skin and a name that is difficult to pronounce because he has foreign ancestry, because he doesn't look like a Mike Pence. He doesn't look like a Gavin Newsom. He doesn't look like anyone that has ever been the president before. But it doesn't mean he's not qualified. But when you listen to people like Mike Pence, the obvious group of lower-end losers in last night's debate. We don't need this to be on-the-job training. He basically insulted anyone who ever voted for, let's say, Barack Hussein Obama, who spent eight years on-the-job training. And not too many of those voters were tuned in to give a damn about the Republican nomination to begin with. I'm in the old F-250, so if you hear some beeps and squeaks and chirps and buzzes and dings, it's because the radar detector is going and I'm on the cell phone and I'm getting messages here, there, and everywhere. And I don't have it free hand to hit the mute button every two seconds as I drive through the New Orleans metro area. We're taking the weekend off, so I probably will not do a program again before Monday of next week. So enjoy this one while you got it, folks. I listened to snippets. I didn't watch the whole debate. I didn't want to sit there and go through the name-calling and the finger-pointing and the blame game. 
and this one saying, well, you didn't do this when you were vice president, Mr. Pence. And this one saying, and what did you do when you were governor of New Jersey, Mr. Christie? And then another one saying, well, you don't have any foreign policy experience, so you should shut your mouth, Vivek Ramaswamy. And then Nikki Haley, every time she opens her mouth, I just want to stick something long and round and, and tubular in there and just to shut her up because she is a Republican in name only. Used to have a lot of respect for her until she turned to the dark side. She, in my opinion, is not even vice president material. Look at the last female vice president we have right now, and you'll see not too good of a record that we have in this country for female vice presidents. I'm not being a chauvinist. I'm not saying there aren't qualified women out there. Christy Nome would be a great qualified person. I said Condoleezza Rice would have been a great vice president, if not president. I'm not a sexist. I'm not a bigot. I'm certainly not a homophobe because I'm not afraid of homos. Just to clear up the actual proper definition of what a homophobe would be. Phobe meaning fear, homo meaning queer. I have no queer fear. I have no fear of being queer. Therefore, I'm not a homophobe. I just disagree with their lifestyle. I disagree with the aberrant lifestyle. Okay, but I digress. So anyway, we go back to this so-called debate last night. Obviously, Donald Trump wasn't there. He was busy trying to figure out what suit he was going to wear today as he flies to Atlanta, Georgia to be formally arrested and charged with whatever latest bullshit made-up crime they want to charge him with. I think they're trying to charge him with rigging, attempting to rig the election, which of course we all know he didn't do. He rightfully questioned the outcome. He lawfully, legally redressed his grievances with his government which, by the way, is a First Amendment U.S. constitutional protected activity. And if his attorneys don't use that in his defense, at least in some part, then shame, shame on them. We all have the right to redress our grievances against our government, to question our government when we think things are amiss, or things have gone awry, or things are not being done properly. Donald Trump questioning the turnout and the voting count in the state of Georgia is his God-given, constitutionally protected right. And so you know, and I know, and those on the left all know, all of this arraignment and arrest and indictment and constant parading Donald Trump to be some kind of bad guy in front of the cameras is only designed to make people who go, hmm, maybe he is a criminal. I mean, they've accused him four times, you know? To make those people question their potential vote for the Donald in the upcoming election. The bottom line is, my friends, every time Donald Trump is indicted, arraigned, arrested, accused, his poll numbers jump up wildly. They improve by leaps and bounds. Everyone on that stage last night for the Republican so-called debate, everyone there 
could only dream of and wish and pray and hope to get even close to the numbers that Donald Trump is currently carrying. If the election were held today, Donald Trump would beat Joe Biden by seven points. If the election were held today, Joe Biden would beat each and every single one of those Republicans on the stage last night by at least seven votes. Now, what does that mean? Well, it's quite simple. It means that Donald Trump should be the one to run against Joe Biden. These Republicans last night, these so-called Republicans, should have spent some time bashing Bidenomics. They should have been spending some time comparing what their platform would be to turn around Joe Biden's disasters. What disasters, you ask? I'm glad you asked. How about the Bidenomics itself, the inflation, the recession, the rising interest rates? How about the empty shelves and the supply chain shortages? How about the lies of I'm going to shut down the COVID and not shut down the country, not shut down the economy? He did shut down the economy. He did shut down the country. And now he's trying to tell you once again, very subtly so far, that oh, the COVID's coming back. You need to wear a mask. You need to get a vaccine. You need to get a booster. It's the same record being played over and over and over again. And like an earworm, many of the dumber half of Americans will be right there shopping at Target, getting their new designer mask because that one you wore to work yesterday was so last year. It was so 2021. Ew. I can't believe he's wearing the same mask he wore in 22. It's so gauche. Yes, you're going to have to go out and buy some new designer masks. Kind of funny. Suddenly they have this new variant. And suddenly, at the same time, they have a new vaccine to fight that variant. Kind of sounds to me like they've already pre-planned all of this. This is all there. It's all on the wall, the handwriting. This was premeditated, pre-planned, timed, just like each and every other variant was timed to divert your attention away from the Biden crime family. My friends, the media is even starting to turn on Joe Biden. You heard story after story after story this past weekend about Biden once again slipping, tripping, Stumbling, mumbling, fumbling, crumbling, bumbling, stuttering, stammering, mumbling, fumbling, tumbling, crumbling, bumbling. They're starting to realize that, holy crap, the American people aren't as stupid as we've played them to be. The American people are starting to call CBS. The American people are starting to call NBC. The American people are starting to call CNN and the other mainstream leftist, progressive, liberal, woke, slimeball media outlets and say, man, enough is enough is enough. You are calling out Donald Trump for things that Joe Biden has done 
And when anyone questions why Joe Biden can get away with it, you ignore it. You don't bother to report on it. And that's why more and more Americans are watching One American News, News Nation, and other networks like Al Jazeera, like the Daily Mail. They're tuning in to the internet, to credible news agencies to get their news and information because the jig is up when it comes to the mainstream progressive media. We all know that they are nothing more than a mouthpiece for the Democratic National Committee, who right now is still kind of supporting Joe Biden and the freak show Kamala Harris. But support for those two is waning. It is starting to dry up, much like the grass in the southeastern United States right now. Yes, my friends, it's warm. Today's high in Hammond, Louisiana, breached 102. The month of August 2023 was probably the hottest month ever recorded. And when I say that, they started recording in 1949. So there were probably hotter months of August prior to 1949. They just weren't keeping records then. My point is, though, they're going to try and blame this on man-caused climate change, man-caused global warming. But here's the kicker, my friends. The record set at the New Orleans International Airport for a high temperature yesterday was set, it was beaten. Yesterday's record beat the old record, which dated back to 1949. So that tells me We have not had man-caused climate change from 1949 to 1999 and then to 2023. It's a whole lot of years of non-record temperatures. If this global warming trajectory were what they're lying to you and trying to tell you it is, we would have beaten 1949's record by 1959. And then by 1969, we would have beaten the 1959 record. And then by 1979, we would have beaten the 1969 record. And so on and so on and so on. You have to go all the way back to 1949 to have a temperature as warm as it was in New Orleans yesterday. Now, what was happening in 1949? Well... We took our household garbage, we put it on garbage trucks, they took it down to the local incinerator, and they burned that garbage in a giant smokestack, and that black smoke billowed into the atmosphere. The vehicles on the roads had no catalytic converters, no pollution control systems whatsoever. They burned leaded fuel with lead in the actual fuel. It was much more polluting than what we burn today. Diesel trucks in the old days, as soon as they hit the accelerator, big clouds and clouds and plumes of black smoke came pouring out of the exhaust pipes. We don't have that anymore. I'm driving a certified clean idle, clean diesel vehicle. I'm getting 17.8 miles to the gallon right now, towing, towing my Volkswagen hippie bus behind me. Not too shabby, I say. 
we are not polluting anywhere near as much as we were 10 years ago. And then we weren't polluting near as much as we were 10 years before that, or 10 years before that. In fact, after the 1970s, the United States of America started cleaning up its act, literally. We don't incinerate our garbage and burn it, just have the smoke go into the air now. We don't do that anymore. We have catalytic converters. We have air scrubbers. Our chemical plants, our refineries, they're all mandated and heavily regulated by the Environmental Protection Agency to guarantee they don't spit nearly the type and volume of crap into the air that those same facilities spit into the air just 30 years ago. America is and has been doing its part. But you see, the Democratic political party needs the climate change lie, just like it needs the lie of systemic racism, just like it needs the lie that Republicans are going to take grandma's social security away from them and make the teachers go without lunch periods and the firefighters are going to be without trucks. And the stupider half of America believes those lies each and every election cycle. Perhaps the dumbest portion of the Democratic political party's voter base would be the 13% hyphenated American Blafrican minority. Since the 1960s, the Democratic Party has lied to black America, telling black America, we gonna do stuff for you. They gonna put you back in chains. If you vote for Republicans, they gonna put you back in chains. Joe Biden said those exact same words on the campaign trail when he ran against Donald Trump. They'll put you back in chains. It wasn't the Republicans who put blacks in chains to begin with. It was the Democratic Party who sought to keep slavery going. It was the Democratic Party who perpetuated slavery, who fought long and hard to keep slavery in business because business was good. They had black people working for them for free. But I digress. The Republicans, as I have said for decades, have a messaging problem, a messaging problem. They don't know how to market the brand. They do not know how to explain in true words to the rest of America why it is better to vote Republican. They don't have the balls, they don't have the cojones to tell it like it is. Perhaps the greatest proponent of American exceptionalism, of the Republican Party, of the conservative movement, was the late Rush Limbaugh. He told it like it was, and they crucified him for it. But he didn't care. He did not give a single furry turd about what those people said about him. Because the fact of the matter was, he spoke the truth. And his brand, Rush Limbaugh's brand, was something kind of like what most conservatives do on the right and what most liberals do on the left. You find something that is glaringly obvious, yet controversial, and you push that point home. And you push it, and you push it, 
and you push it until you can't push it anymore. The whole notion of repeat something often enough and eventually it will catch on in the mind of the listener has been the mantra of the leftist, progressive, liberal, woke, democratic political party for as long as I can remember. The difference between the Republicans who are telling the truth and the Democrats who spout lies is the Republicans say the truth and as soon as someone pushes back, the Republicans back away from the message. They back away from the truth. The Democrats, however, will fall on their sword to die for the lie. They will lie, repeat the lie, and repeat the repetition of the lie for the sake of hearing the lie over and over and over and over and over again. My friends, we have got to get better at our messaging. We have got to find a better way to explain that Bidenomics is an unmitigated disaster, that it is failing every single working class American citizen. We have to get the message across that Bidenomics is a disaster, that Joe Biden is a disaster, that Kamala Harris is a disaster, the economy is in the toilet, no matter what Wall Street numbers might tell you. By the way, the Dow fell 345 points today, about 30 minutes before the close. I'm not sure what the final number was. But the fact of the matter is, my friends, the Dow is not the leading indicator of the economy as a whole. For those of you who are not familiar with stock trading, with bond trading, with the Wall Street The Dow Jones Industrial Average is the average selling stock price for 30 companies. 30 companies. Out of the hundreds of thousands of companies that trade stocks on the various stock exchanges, the Dow Jones Industrial Average ranks 30 companies. That's it. And it's not a very diverse ranking. It's just not. So when you're sitting back going, well, Dow Jones numbers are looking pretty good right now there, Steve. I don't know why you're saying the economy is so bad. Listen, folks. Look in your wallet. Look in your checking account. Look in your savings account. Look at your credit card bill. If you are truly doing better in the past two years under Joe Biden's leadership than you were three and a half years ago under Donald Trump's administration, just just be honest and tell me. Yes, Steve, I was doing much better then. And I am doing worse now. I have less money in my savings. I have a higher credit card balance. I have less money in my 401k because I've had to curtail my contributions. Just be honest with me. Be honest with yourself. I don't care if you're honest with me. You can lie to me all day long, but at the end of the month, at the end of the paycheck, at the end of the week, if you 
can honestly look at yourself in the mirror and say, gee, I am making more money now and things cost less than they were three years ago under Donald Trump, then I would love for you to show me that. I would love for you to prove that to me because you don't owe this to me. I'm just asking. Make me a better podcast host. It would. I would just like to know what is it that you're doing that I'm not doing? Maybe I can learn from you. Who knows? This is the Truth Hurts program. Back to last night's so-called debate. Did you watch? It wasn't a very highly rated debate as far as Nielsen ratings go, television ratings go. And the polling organizations who looked at the debate said that Vivek Ramaswamy ran away with the win, that his messaging got across to people much better than any of the other candidates. They thought Mike Pence was wishy-washy and a name-calling crybaby sore loser. They thought Chris Christie was a brash, arrogant, cocky, sore loser, sour grapes person who's really carrying water for the Democrats and the mainstream media. We all know he's trying to get a job at one of those leftist news organizations. That's pretty obvious. He makes enough appearances there. Then you had people like Asa Hutchinson. My question is, why? Nikki Haley? She was not much better than any of the others. Ron DeSantis did okay. I was kind of surprised. Ramaswamy's polling data after this so-called debate. Vivek Ramaswamy did better even than the supposed heir apparent. Mr. DeSantis. Anyway, folks, I'm running out of time for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. We're going to cut it a little bit short, taking a little vacation here. So please enjoy your time away from listening to this program. And we'll see you next time on the Truth Hurts program. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you were offended, but I retract nothing because I speak the truth. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program is pre-recorded. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts program network, all rights reserved.